Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Why, why do I always do the Mario theme It's song? always directly... I, I was starting with the Muppet Show theme just then. The da 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 And then you just went to... Beep, bop, bop, boop, boop, beep, bop, boop, boop, I don't know why I always... That's like my go-to, hey, I'm going to make a fake background song. Except it's not going to be fake, and it's going to be the Super Mario Yeah, it's not fake, and it's already been copyrighted. Like, by a whole lot of people. You are it's solely responsible for our repeated uh, copyright infringement uh, papers that we keep this, receiving. At this point, I have framed like eight cease and desist orders <laughs> from Jim Henson and his family. Yep, and and Wait, uh, no, no, not Jim. No, Henson from and his Nintendo. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. I was like, why are they sending you? They're just like you're too muppety of a man. Well, they <laughs> they are sending you the cease and desist orders to stop using the Muppet Show theme song before I start using the Got Mario it. theme song. Got it. Um, but they're the like, your it, eyes are too googly, Jay. You look too much like a Muppet. Stop it. And then I, I, I get the letters, and I just go. <laughs> <laughs> And for I know those no, who can't see Jay, because I know this no is one very can audio see medium. <laughs> but Jay you just saw did, it. Jay just did the Kermit the Frog waving his arms wildly over his head. Listen, guys, I understand that podcasts are an audio medium, and I <laughs> knew before I did it that none of you would be able to see that. That was a hundred percent for Q because I've missed you, man. That's so sweet. I have missed you so much. And I'm glad to be back in the writer's room. I'm, oh. I'm post-wedding. I mean, I'm post- this is the first one in a while that we've actually done in the writer's room, it feels like, because we were at, like, a Hot Topic for one. That's we weird. were out in the woods for another one. We were at a theater. Afraid. We were at the theater. <laughs> in front of Hobbs and Shaw. We just I went saw that of, movie. I forgot about that, that gimmick. Um but now we're actually back in the writer's room because you've gotten married. You're done traveling for cons. Yep. Uh, we're getting the baby's room set up on our end. So, like, we're all back on the regular schedule so That's people right. can get our regular, great, awesome episode. What am I even fucking talking about? You're just – honestly, you're doing exactly what the theme of this episode is. And this episode is all about ourselves. It's oh. all about self-love today, Jay. Oh, 
I've been wanting to do self love on a podcast since we started. You have. Hey, hey, that- put your pa- put that- your pants back on. But you said you said you said self love. I understand, but I meant like like take a bath, you know, self care type stuff. Just like really eat good foods, be healthy, not masturbate furiously in front of your co-host. All right, it's fine. Let's high five. Oh, okay, and- <laughs> let's let's do our self love high five. Self love. <laughs> Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't leave me hanging. <laughs> May I say, <laughs> now that we're back, first off, uh, I love that you start at the pace of a jackrabbit and then you end like you might be dying. <laughs> Just like if, if that's the thing. That's the thing that most people don't realize about self-love uh, is that if. I don't know where I'm going with this. I was hoping you were going to tie it into that whole saying that masturbation is sometimes called, uh, what is it, little death? Experiencing or- <laughs> the an little, orgasm no, is the little an death. An orgasm, yes, is also known as the little so, death. So you're like, so except mine is a big death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, well, that's the thing. Like When, when self-love and masturbation happen, my death is huge. Exactly. <laughs> it's just... It's it really engulfs a room. It's you know what I'm really, saying? People are like, "Whoa, is that a third death, or are you a tripod?" Right. And I'm like, "No, it's just a big death." What a lot of people don't understand is basically masturbating for me is like the movie Flatliners. Right. Like every time, <laughs> every time I masturbate, I just die a little bit, and then you get to do some great things. In the other, in the like other realm, exactly. And then you're always there to revive me. That's that's right. Well, I'm on the other end of the table, um, right? Which is so weird, though, that you said that because I've told everybody for the longest time that when I masturbate, it's like flatliners, <laughs> because Kiefer Sutherland's always there. <laughs> well, that's just another way that it's like flat. Exactly. And I'm like, because at the end, I'm like, well, I'll start off, obviously, jackrabbit speed, as you saw. Sure. It's like, and I'm like, Jack Power, Jack Power, Jack Power. And then I'm like, Keith Sutherland. Sutherland, yeah. <laughs> and then you just end it with a, that's when you come back. You wake up and you're like, <gasps> Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, and it's good, though, because that still works, because after Kiefer took over for his dad, Donald used to do this for me before Kiefer did. Exactly. It still worked, because I was being like, oh, Sutherland! Right, you know who does it for me? A different Donald. <laughs> Glover. Good. Yep. He's did he just hanging out. for Danny? Yep. Huh? Did he take over for Danny after he, Danny Glover got he done did. doing it? He did. I've just been cycling through Glover's. Well, that's the thing is, like, Glover's going for you, and he's like, I'm getting too old for this shit. Um, What's the uh, uh, Crispin was before Danny? (laughs) He was very weird, though. I was going through a strange in the closet masturbation, like like, uh, autoerotic asphyxiation. That is when Crispin Glover was involved. Well, and for for whatever reason, like, he brought all of those rats with him from that movie he was in. (laughs) Willard, he yeah. in, he insisted that we have we fill the room with rats. Most people to. don't know, but Willard was actually a documentary about Crispin Glover's life. <laughs> it was that's just his home. Welcome yeah. to my home. 
I, like I don't know Crispin why Crispin Glover sounds like a little, like a creepy old witch woman. Hello, you know I'm what? Crispin Glover. You know what? From now on, that's Crispin Glover's voice, everybody. Like, Hello. I don't care what anybody says, what Q just did. Like, any, I, I think he's probably a very nice person. I would love to go to his house for, like, a movie party yeah. or, or some sort of weird blood orgy or whatever it is that he does. But I just know that you get there and be like, oh, I welcome. I'm Crispin Glover. Welcome to my home. I am Back to the Future's Crispin Glover. But Back to the Future one only. The other I... movies were made without my permission. And I will sue you. <laughs> Willard. <laughs> Willard. He just like says Charlie's Angels. Did you know I was in uh, Friday the 13th part four? Was he? Is that a true story? That is a true story. He is. I think it's four. It's one of the. Uh, it's one of the lesser sequels. As uh, what? Yeah, uh, just some dude who gets killed. Cool. I need to seek that oh, out. Chris oh, yeah. Glover murdered by Jason. Oh yeah. It's uh yeah. Chris 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 <laughs> well, it's actually ironic because, you know, there's that new uh, Friday the 13th game that you can get on, like, Xbox One and, and PlayStation uh-huh. 17 or whatever. Um, Crispin Glover is a secret character in that, and he, then he sued the game. Oh, because they because it was secret even from him. Yeah, it was. It was. They used he was like, likeness. you guys secretly used my likeness. You guys used my likeness, and this isn't even a Marty Where did McFly you get movie. this model? From what? Robert Zemeckis? <laughs> Zemeckis! <laughs> That's how Crispin Glover masturbates. When he finishes, he, <laughs> he just, just yells Zemeckis, Zemeckis! To, to the sky. Yes. <laughs> so oh, man, bizarre. You're making, you're making me dude. laugh this morning, man. So, ev- so welcome, everybody, to Masturbation Talk with Q and J. Yeah. High five. Colon the hand job. <laughs> <laughs> you got it to me. You got it. Well, uh, gross. Uh, you got it. You I got did there get it to me. you. Right. You got there before me. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, <We> it all. <laughs> I'm, I'm always getting there before you, Jay. We have lost 100% of our female listeners. For sure. Or gained a whole bunch. <laughs> depending, you know what? Depending on how weird they are, they may be super into it. You know what, Q? I want to keep this even keel, and I want to keep this respectful. Q, flick that bean. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Woohoo! Ow! Be- yeah. <laughs> Hashtag female masturbation. Yep. Hey, they do it too, man. I watch uh, Big Mouth. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> there was a delayed pause in between the I watch uh, <coughs> Big Mouth. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I'm glad I watch that you f- a Big Mouth. You watched a. I was like, yeah. It's like, man, females masturbate too. I watch a show that mentions that they have. Exactly. It's a very un... Uh, Big mouth bang theory. A terribly timed... Oh, gross. Uh, <coughs> terribly timed uh, pause there. So, hey, Jay, it has been a long time. I'm so excited to be recording with you again, to chatting with you. I'm excited to be back in the writer's room. It feels good to be back here. Like, there were some cobwebs. We had to dust them out, but uh, Crispin yeah. Glover was living in there for no reason. We're like, get out of here, Crispin. Take your rats with you. And he's like, Meh! I'm Crispin Glover. <laughs> I love High Five the Podcast. I'm a wonderful actor. He is a wonderful actor, but he is. this is too much fun. And it's Stop. strange. Every time he leaves the room, he does shout, I love High Five the Podcast. <laughs> And we're like, yes, thank you, Crispin Glover. Right. He's like leaving uh, O'Charlie's and he's just like, I love High Five the Podcast. And he releases dubs. 
<laughs> that's how it works. It's so strange. How rich are you, Crispin Glover? I'm Dove rich. Did you say he releases doves? Is he Crispin Glover by way of John Woo? He is. It's he's, just like he's Crispin just... Glove Woo. <laughs> that's a weird. I want to see that poster. If one of our listeners can make up a image of Crispin Glover as John Woo. Oh no! I just want a. I just here's what I want. As some one of our listeners who's good with the Photoshop skills, mm-hmm. I want a movie poster that looks like a John Woo movie poster, but every character is Crispin Glover. Oh gosh! I, I like want that. like a Nutty Professor esque action movie directed by John Woo, where mm-hmm. every character is Crispin Glover. I am so on board with even that. the doves so, are so like the clumps, but yes. with Crispin Glover. Yes. Got it. So you got like, are you, but is it going to be like different versions? So you're going to have like Grandpa Crispin Glover. So, and okay. Like Here, Mother Crispin Glover. No, no. Here's what we're going to do Mother Glover. Mother Glover. Yes. <laughs> it's called Mother Glover, actually, weirdly enough. Um, but no, here's what we're going to do <laughs> Crispin Glover is going to do a one man remake of Face Off. Mm. Perfect. So he's just going to trade faces with himself. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I also love how seriously you're looking at me in the face like, yep, well, that is happening. Well, they are making it. They are remaking it. Exactly. So, that's that's what I'm keying in on is that that's news that I'm excited about. They're remaking it. But the thing about it, Crispin's really going to stretch himself because one of the brothers or one of the bad guys is going to have a British accent. And see, the other I, one, not. Mm, not he's going the old Tom Hardy route. I he see. Is. He is. All about the accent acting. <clears throat> he is. Hey, I uh, I actually heard a little bit different. I heard that it's just going to be uh, face-off colon the Glovers, and okay. it's going to be Donald Glover, Danny Glover, and Crispin Glover trading faces. You're going to have One of three, those is not like the other. You're going to have three different face-off moments. <laughs> <coughs> I love That's how okay. they're upping the stakes. What I, what I want to <laughs> – what I want now more than anything is like – a, a, a pan. Okay, go with me, Q, on this. I want to storyboard this out with you for a second. Okay, we're gonna pan across. This is after the facing off. You I know, love it. The faces have come off. So far, I'm into it. Yeah. So we we pan across, and it's Donald Glover's face on Danny Glover's body. Yes. And you keep panning, and then it's just, <laughs> it's just, um, Crispin Glover. Thank you. My You're goodness. Welcome. It's just Crispin Glover's white face on Donald Glover's black body. Yes, I love that. And people that. are like, wait, did you switch faces? And he's like, maybe. <laughs> is that is that culturally inappropriate? Would that yes. be would that be white face? That'd be something. <laughs> That'd because be then something. you'd have to keep going and you'd see Donald Glover's face on Crispin Glover's body, and then it just all oh my so- god! You know what? We're breaking down racial barriers by just introducing inherent confusion into the whole process. All it's like, am the- I allowed to hate that person? It's like I don't too know. Bad ra- Better luck next time, racists. Right? We're too smart for you. High five think podcast. Again. Think again. That's you know what? That's how we're gonna solve racism. We're gonna make a face-off <laughs> movie with a black guy and a white guy, and we're just gonna confuse racism. Right? Then we're like, what are you mad at? It's like, you can't hate the white person because you're racist. Right. But you also can't hate this person because they got they got the face. That's right. That's true. See? Good. Yeah, fuck you, racists. Did we just solve racism? Yeah, we did. fuck you, racists. Just, and that, Michael 
Donaghy. Yeah, high five podcast colon the punchening the racists. <laughs> the punchening of faces. <laughs> Boom. Oh man. Hey, so we've decided since we haven't chatted in a while, we've decided a to just chat nonsensically about Crispin Glover and masturbating. Well, I um, like what uh, I like what people are actually getting a little bit of a chance to witness is that when you and I talk regularly and we're not recording a this podcast is talk. this is the nonsense that happens but because we haven't talked in almost two weeks we're just recording the nonsense that we usually edit out that's right that's what you're getting Welcome all to our lives guys no filler it's just it is just a weird roller coaster ride from here forward and you're gonna love it uh so we've decided to get together chat about ourselves and we're gonna end this episode in a very special self uh, love kind of way. Isn't that right, Jay? Yeah, we, uh, we, you know, we started the episode with self-love and we're going to end with self-love. So stay tuned for that. We're giving you a top five list, but it may not be what you expect. But it's everything you need. Exactly. 100. It may not be what you deserve, but it's definitely not what you want. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the tagline we want to use. Nothing you want and everything you don't deserve, but you're going to get it anyway. High five the podcast. <laughs> High five the podcast. Bringing it to you whether you want it or not. That's brought to terrible. you whether you want it or not by the Project Nerd Podcast Network. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Project Nerd. Project Nerd, meanwhile, is quickly trying to dis- disassociate themselves from us. <laughs> like, no, no, like, no, we're we're not forcing high five on anybody, and we're like, yes, like, you are. They're like sc- scrubbing their website of any mention of high five the podcast. They're like, oh god, this is going off the rails. Oh, that's funny. They're listening live in the booth, and they're just going, no, no. <laughs> right? They're like hitting the dump button us. as if it's live radio. They're like, it's not working. <laughs> Little do they know, I disconnected it before the recording session. Take that, Project Nerd. Fuck you guys for being our overlords. That's how <laughs> we you. love you. Yeah, we, we do love, love you. you. But also, that's your your decision. You decided. <laughs> you decided to be a part of this. You opened the door. We're like a vampire. Yeah. You, you should have never come on in, and that was in. it. That's all we yeah. needed. Yeah, we're gonna make you regret it. Zamekis. <laughs> 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 But by the way, we're super good at hand jobs. So don't oh worry. no, yeah, and we love you guys. Like this is yeah, great. Like super love you. Yeah. Um. So for all of you, wait, hold on. Did you say we're super good at hand jobs? Yeah. Okay. That 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 passed by me like way. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say I'm good. I mean, I'd say you're pretty good. <laughs> all right. You know what? Sometimes it takes a second set of eyes. Perfect. Oh, it does does take a second one eye. There it is. I thought you. I was hoping you'd get there. Um, but you so, always hey, get there before me. I do. Speaking of uh, speaking of Project Nerd, um, they put out a little something this week uh, in regards to something I'm super excited about, and I actually contributed to it. Jay, you contributed, but did it, but did it? I contributed to things. How did you uh, contribute, but did it? They. Uh, Project Nerd, this week, because as everyone knows, this week, Disney Plus launched. By the time anybody is listening to this episode, I've already spent 12 bucks a month for the next three years. Exactly. And I have already binge-watched the entire first and second season of Gargoyles. And Mandalorian. 
and that Jeff Goldblum show. All at the same time. Yeah, no, like picture in picture. That's right. one of the things. I don't know if you guys know this. That's one of the things that the new Disney Plus system will allow you to do is right. it will allow you to watch everything at the same time if you want. You can just hit a play all button, and then it's just thousands of little boxes on the screen playing every show Try every episode and every movie at the same time. Try it. And if yours isn't working, call Disney and let them know it's broken. They want say you want their play all feature. They want just you, let them know. They, they want to know. They, they'll they, know what it means. They, they made that public. They want that your feedback. So make sure you tweet at Disney and say, I want the play all Disney feature. Plus my my system isn't working. It's probably is just because it's new. I need play all. High five the podcast said you guys have a play all and I want that. Go get it. Go um, get it, guys. But they put out a things to this week leading up to the launch. They're putting out a things that Project Nerd is excited about for Disney Plus article. Yeah. And so there's a new article like every day leading up to the launch. That's awesome. And I have a piece that I wrote for Jeff Goldblum that's coming up soon. I remember you petitioning to write that for them, and I'm really glad that you got it. Because, I mean, honestly, if there's anybody that should be writing about Jeff Goldblum shows, it's you. Um, that that's super true. Actually, actually speak. Okay. Completely unrelated. Speaking of Jeff Goldblum, uh-huh. have you been listening or have you listened to his record? Which one? His jazz record. He just put out a record called, I shouldn't be telling you this. Oh no, I haven't. What is it? And it's like a jazz piano record. Oh no. He like goes back and does like old jazz standards, like the thrill is gone and uh, does he sing it as well, or is it just instrumental? No, he's playing the piano and he's playing with an orchestra, and then he has different people sing songs like with him. So like Super. Miley Cyrus does one, and there's a handful of other singers on it. But it's as jazz albums go, it's pretty neat. And he's is just it? like sitting there, like tickling the ivories, being all Jeff Goldblumy. Oh my God, Jeff Goldblum! What a national treasure! Seriously, come on, guys. Am okay, right? guys, go out and listen to the "I Shouldn't Be Telling You This" album by Jeff Goldblum. Am I right or am I right or am I right? You're right. 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 Um. So, what have you been up to, man? What have you been watching? What have you been oh. doing with all of your? I was about to time? say, like, I I've had uh, pretty open nights because. You have been traveling all over the country going to cons. You have. have been getting ready for a wedding, which amazing by the way. The pictures looked so great. Uh, I hope everyone Thank hope you. everyone loved them online. Um, so what I've been doing is, you know, everyone knows that I did my 31 days of horror movies. Um, yes. And uh, in October, so we got that done. Uh, that was amazing. This year was all about possession movies, so that Love was it. a lot of fun. But honestly, since then, I've been, you know, we got the new baby on the way, so we're getting the baby's room ready. So there's a lot of painting that's happening, a lot of moving, a lot of putting stuff in storage. But when it comes to, like, what we've been watching, um, I have to tell you, and I think I mentioned this on, on social the other day, but I, with, <laughs> with the, uh, the going the way of the dinosaurs that I stream it all did, uh-huh. I needed something to fill that hole. So sure. I got Shudder. I finally yes. signed up for Shudder, man. Yes, congratulations. Welcome Thank to the full. Welcome Thank to the suck. I I have just I don't know what I've been been waiting for. As soon Dude. as I got on Shutter, I was like, "Oh, I love this." So it's inexpensive. Much. It's got all of your favorite things. It's like $5 a month. It's not very bad. And then it's I mean, but it's got like old like you wait, know like Wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Like, I just I had a song inspiration. Oh, oh, please, please. Yes. Murder and hatchets and Dismembering and bowels, uh, face masks and knife gloves and rats in the bowels. Yep, 
These are a few of my favorite things. This is what shudder means to me. Yep, there you go. Beep boop boop Um so I've been actually catching up on a lot of like old, old like seventies horror movies that I haven't watched in a long time. You know, so you've got, you know, like a little Fulci's zombie and dead and buried and a handful of those. So that's been really, really fun. Did um, you watch the new, um, the new, uh, what the fuck is the show that creep I'm... show? Yes. Thank okay. You. I have it saved on my list, but I haven't watched the episodes yet. Okay. Did you get through all of them? Yes. Okay. What did you think? Um, I thought it was pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's a couple episodes. There's one episode in particular by Rob, Sh- uh, Rob Schrab. Are you Rob Schneider with him? No, Rob Schrab. He was a, he was a writer, with Dan Harmon. He worked a lot oh. with Dan Harmon. I think he worked with him on Community, actually. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, he did an episode about werewolves with Kid Cudi. Oh, interesting. And it's not good. <laughs> oh, it's not. Okay, no. That's what I was, that's what I was uh, building up to. Um, oh, that's a bummer. It, it was. I think, I mean, not I think. Um, it was definitely intended to be, like, funny. Okay. But it wasn't like, I don't know. It wasn't funny enough to really be funny, and it wasn't serious enough to really be taken seriously. Interesting. So it just, it was that very bad middling ground where, like, you don't want to be stuck. Like, you're not not achieving either of the things that you're trying to achieve. Did you, did you, I know it's not Kid Cudi, um, but did you see that movie Slice? Oh, with uh, Chance the Rapper? Yeah, Chance the Rapper. That's I about werewolves. I haven't. Is it good? No. Apparently, that's like the same oh. thing. Like, oh. it's about werewolves, and it's meant to kind of be schlocky and, and bad, but it doesn't really know what it's doing, so it actually is schlocky and bad. Got um, it. I've heard the very same reviews of that movie as you just gave me for this show. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Although I will say, ironically, and I can't see your face. I'm just looking at the ceiling, by the way. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Let me um, fix this. My phone fell. I didn't realize. I will say. What do you mean? You're sitting right in front of me. Are you going blind, Jay? <laughs> I am. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> when I said that, I was just looking up at the ceiling, and I needed you to move my head back down. So As thank you, you do. for doing that. You're welcome. But it's weird. Okay, what you just said, I'm going to key off of where you said it's not funny enough to be funny, but it's not good enough to be good either. Yes. That's my exact review of Liam Neeson's Cold Pursuit. Oh, bummer, because I actually wanted to see that movie. We did watch that movie. We watched it last night, actually. Okay. And it's it's weird. Like, here's the thing. It's like if it's like if they someone took Taken and obviously put snow around it. Sure. And then they just like added things from like a Jim Jarmusch comedy movie. Oh, strange. Like, okay, let me give you a very specific example of what's weird about this movie and the okay. tone that they try to take. Please do. So, um, Liam Neeson's son gets mixed up in something that he's not a part of and then gets murdered. That's not a spoiler. That happens at the very beginning. It's kind of like the plot description of the movie. Okay. So, the whole beginning of this movie is very serious. Liam Neeson and his wife, played by Laura Dern, are... Oh, you mean comedic actress Laura Dern? Yeah. 
They're mourning the death of their only son. Okay. And this is like, you know, 15 minutes into the movie, and they go to the morgue to identify his body, and they slide out the body on the morgue thing, and then they have to manually raise it with like a foot pump so the table can be high. Uh And it takes like three minutes of them going, It's it's like a family guy joke. In the middle of what? watching these two people mourn the death of their son. They're like, what? isn't it ridiculous how long it takes this foot pedal to have the, the dead carcass of your baby boy rise in front of you so you can identify him? Isn't oh. that hilarious? That feels totally uh, not re- – you're not reading the situation. That sounds terrible. It, well, and it's like the thing. It's they're like, oh, well, it's a dark comedy. It's like, no, no, sit and watch Death to Smoochie and take some notes. What you're doing is just weird. It's not darkly comedic. Right. It's just... You're just trying – you're just putting family guy gags in very serious scenes. That's not dark comedy. That's no. not how that works. Take a, take a lesson from Bobcat Goldthwait and understand what dark comedy is because – Cold Pursuit is not dark comedy. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, that's unfortunate because I was actually genuinely kind of looking forward to it. It. I mean, I'm not saying don't watch it. Honestly, I kind of want you to watch it to see if you get a different read on the tone than I do. Because, All right. it, like, there were just there was a uh, and and you'll know what it is when you watch it. But there was like a Deadpool two joke in this movie, like. They like didn't act, reference like they, Deadpool oh, 2. Okay, I was like, But what? they, like, the thing they did was so reminiscent of something that would happen in Deadpool 2. It's just kind of like, what? Why? Why are we ending the movie with this? Right. What is going on here? Yes. Interesting. All right. Well, I definitely want to check it out then. So we, we watched that. Um, let me see. Oh, uh, I, I did watch Dr. Sleep, but I'm not going to talk about that until our next yes, episode. I've asked you when to you, embargo yeah. your opinion. I will completely embargo it. I'm excited. Honestly, next week after you see it, we might want to dive into these types of movies and talk about it a lot more. Okay. Um, maybe even just like we, talk about hey, Mike Flanagan. Let's let's go ahead and pitch out an idea for next week. What okay. if we did – ready for this? Uh-huh. What if we did a top five list of like many year later movie sequels? Ooh. So, so like – we could even talk about the new Terminator movie and how it kind of ignored all of the others yep. and went back to T2. What about that? So I like actually, big time gap sequels. Well, and honestly, nowadays, I know we've done a mo- we've done an episode on like reboots and refreshes and things like that, but there is a newer trend that I'm starting to notice where basically they're taking they're making sequels but putting them after the popular versions of the original one. So they'll be like, Hey, no, 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 no. Ignore everything after whatever this picks up there. And that seems to be the way that, that movie studios are doing reboots nowadays. They were even talking about, you remember Neil Blomkamp was going to do that with aliens. I do remember. They were like, no, 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 we're just going to, this is going to be the new aliens three basically. Yeah. It's just, no, it's going to take place after the second one or after aliens and don't worry about it. Like, that seems to be what they're doing because after, you know, the remakes of, you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street and some of those, and they didn't do very well. Right. Now that seems to be the trend of saying, all right, well, we're going to make a sequel. Oh, Halloween just did it with David Gordon Green's Halloween. Yep. They're, like, they're doing oh, no, no. it with, they're doing it with Robocop. Yep, they are. See, there's a topic. All right, that's our episode next yeah. week. 
Where, what are we? What are we going to call those? What what are they? Are they like rebequels? They're like re- reboot sequels. They're they're kind of like rebequels. We might need to like lock in that because we made that joke in that episode, and that was like two years ago. We called them rebequels. So it's kind of like a reboot because they're rebooting the franchise, but it's a definite sequel because it's a sequel to the po- yeah. the most popular. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could kind of say they did that with Force Awakens. You know, You're right? Yeah. A lot of All the. Right. If there are any critiques of A Force Awakens, it's that, you know, it's too close to A New Hope. We're coining it right now. Rebequel, that's our episode next week. I, I, I think that's going to be fun. And honestly, will fun. it will give us a chance to talk about Dr. Sleep and get. I can give you my opinions. You can give me your opinions. I love um, it. And I, I will, will say, also try and go see Terminator. That, oh, that would be cool. I, I don't know if I'll be able to, but I will try. I will um, do my but best. But I would love it. your opinions on, on Dark Fate. Um, but what I will say is that nothing, whether you like the movie or you don't, nothing about Dr. Sleep will make you think that Mike Flanagan's not one of the greatest horror directors of our time. So does it make you more or less excited for Haunting of Bly Manor? More. More? Okay. I just, honestly, at this point, I have, Mike Flanagan has not done anything that makes me think that he is slowing down in his quality. I feel like every, uh, he's one of those rare directors that I feel like is... Every project that he takes on is better than the one that came before it. Like, yeah, like it's but but it doesn't mean that the one that came before it is bad. Like it was already good, but somehow this next one's better. And then somehow this next one is better than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is weird because, I mean, Mike Flanagan, we can talk about him more next week. But Mike Flanagan, even when he came on the scene with like Oculus, it's kind of like, what's this weird mirror movie? And then it turned out to be pretty darn good. And then he well, made a did, sequel to Ouija, and you're like, well, okay, that movie was terrible. Why are you making a sequel to Ouija? And then somehow it was better than the original. Exactly. Just, he just keeps doing it. Now, um, I have a question. Did you see Mike Flanagan's first movie? Which one was that? Um, I believe it is called – hold on. I'm going to pull it up. I uh, thought I'd seen most of his filmography. It's before Oculus. Um, and I watched it a couple years back. I want to say it's like In Absentia is what it's called or Absentia. Hold on. Yeah. Absentia. It, that it sounds familiar. Two years before Oculus. I don't think I've seen it, but it sounds familiar. Dude, go yeah. check it out. Okay. Like as a directorial feature debut. Yeah. It's nuts. It's super low budget, like ultra low budget. Okay. Like, clerks level low budget okay okay um and it's you know some of the actors are definitely you can tell that these are like not clerks level acting exactly but the movie um is about basically a woman and her sister discovering that a series of tunnels in their town are linked to a bunch of disappearances of people, including her own husband. Oh, cool. I could get on board for that. And it's so it's one of those where, like, you have to watch it through the prism of I know this director's getting better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Of course. But for a like shoestring budget directorial debut, you're like, this movie is really fucking good and ambitious. You yeah, know what I that mean? Is... Like, so definitely put it on your list to watch. It's called Absentia, A-B-S-E-N-T-I-A. Not in Absentia, just Absentia? Nope, just Absentia. Okay. It came you know out another in director 2011. That, you know another director that kind of does that for me? 
I mean, I know we both like him, but Alex Garland. Oh, for sure. I mean, did okay, I found this out, and I think you told me this a long time ago, but it fell out of my brain. Did you tell me that Alex Garland directed Dread? Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. And he did... Um, and he basically did it uncredited. Like, he kind of took over the Dread thing and did, like, all the editing and everything, and he didn't even get credit for it. Exactly. He, um, the, Alex Garland is a very strangely interesting dude. He's uh, great. I mean, I mean, come on, Ex, Mach- Ex Machina and Annihilation, those two alone put you in the top pedestal for me. Um, he did, um, let's see, there's another one that he did. Maybe, oh yeah, no. He, because he wrote Dread. He, yeah, he wrote it, but he and also took he over ended up the directing. Taking over the directing. Yeah. Um, no wonder that movie's so good. I was about to say, let's be. be honest. Dread is super good. For those of you who have not seen Dread, because you're like, eh, it's a weird remake of a Stallone movie from the '90s. Yeah, it is. You're it right. It is, but it's amazing. It's kind of like if every if it's kind of like if someone took everything that was terrible about this Stallone Judge Dread movie and then replaced it by things that were awesome about The Raid. For sure. That is And then that that's maybe that's the what best Dread description is. that I've heard of that. But that's yeah, you're the right. most accurate description I can think of. You're one hundred percent correct. Um well let me tell you about some stuff I've been watching. I was about to say I, I need to catch up with you and one that I know and we can use it as a segue is we also started watching Watchmen on HBO. Yes. And I yes. know that you've seen more than us. And I have. Holy fuck, that show is good. Yes, I am current on Watchmen. Um, I will say this. At first, I was very confused at what Damon Lindelof's description of the series was, which sure. he said he said his series is less of a sequel and more of a remix is what he called it. And I was like, I am not sure what that means. I don't understand that in the context of, like, a movie or television sure. series. Like, what do you mean it's a remix? Are you just, like, picking your favorite parts of Watchmen and, <laughs> right. like, putting it into, like, a greatest hits playlist? Or, right. Like, um, that didn't really work for <laughs> Castle Rock Season 1. I will say this. I totally understand now. Yeah. It now, is. will I be able to understand that only having yes. watched the first episode? Or will I think it, so. that become more clear? No. Because I definitely saw some of that in there. Like, you know, with the cops being the ones to wear the masks. And yeah. like, I, I saw some of this, the remixing. I will tell you this. It is a sequel to Watchmen. That's what I've, that's what I've basically gathered. It's just years later and not directly related. And it is not a sequel. It is The weird part is it is visually a sequel to Snyder's Watchmen. Yeah. And canonically a sequel to the comic Watchmen. Which is interesting because, yeah, the squids that rain squids in that first episode. Right. And just wait. There's more. I can't wait. Oh, wait. But there's more. So for me, and you can tell me this, I feel like they – with Watchmen, they're trying to do what Dr. Sleep is trying to do with Kubrick Shining and Stephen King Shining. They're trying to, like, marry the best parts of both of those to make something good and new. And I feel like – and kind of remedy in some ways the 
the bad parts of both of those things. And I feel like that's what Watchmen is trying to do is they're trying to say, okay, we love both of these things in their own right. Visually, it was a very creative, cool way for Snyder to do this. And we think that maybe that's how it needs to be done. Right. But then also, we do think that tonally and story-wise, it maybe needed to stick a little bit truer to the Watchmen comic. Right. And so let's just kind of make our own thing, but using both of those palettes as, like, starter points. I, if honestly, and if that's the way the rest of the show goes, I'm totally fine with that. To be honest, this is one of my, this is going to be a shining light, in my opinion, on the ways that people can take a property and expand the universe without demeaning the original property. Because Agreed. this is one of those that, you know, like we've talked about in others, you know, like uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane uh, as the sequel to Cloverfield. Sure. It doesn't change or do anything to, to Cloverfield, the story. It just makes it better and bigger, and you get to see the universe a little bit more. And I am loving that that's kind of the the direction that the show is going with as like, hey, yes. yeah, that happened in the 80s. But what happens 30 years later in a right. society that has that in its timeline? Not right. what are the direct results of that, but like socioeconomically, if a giant squid from superheroes fell out of the sky in the 80s and Richard Nixon got a life term as president because of he used a god to end the Vietnam War, what would that do to our infrastructure? What right. would that do to our society? Exactly. And that, to me, is the smartest like angle to take with it. And the first episode alone blew me away. Like I cannot wait to watch more. And the next two episodes um, will also blow you away, I think. Oh, I can't wait. Um, I can't wait. You, just, you were telling me before we were recording that it just gets better and better. So I... Oh, I can't wait. What like it have does. you guys seen any movies? Because you have the AMC yeah, we, like Stubbs Pass, so you can go sure. see way more Actually, movies than okay, I can. Okay, so this is gonna be crazy. And if anybody from AMC Stubbs is listening, we canceled our AMC Stubbs Pass already. We well, I mean, we've had it for over a year now. Or okay, two years. Um, we canceled it because here's the problem: there are two AMC movie theaters in Omaha. Now, okay. as I've described to you. There is no shortage of theaters out here. There is, no, no, I, no. There are tons. There's Alamo Drafthouse. There's, there's two Cinemas. Alamo Drafthouse. You, you, yeah. you greedy, greedy bastards. Exactly. I'm sitting here in Nashville with none of them, and exactly. you got two? Exactly. I punch you in we're, the face. We're the best. Um, but the two AMC theaters here are what are now considered AMC Classic theaters oh not the dine-in or not they're, the rpx so there, or whatever there are no dine-ins they both do have imax which is cool one of them is the, i take that back one of them is the classic theater and the other is a um like has the new seats with recliners and sure. all that jazz but here's here's the thing and maybe this is just because i'm a bit of a chubby bunny i don't know <laughs> food selection at a theater matters to me now well, you now, remember, now that we have the experience. Right. Do you remember, like, we did our episode a while back on reasons to go to the movie theater. Mm -hmm. I had to genuinely examine my theater going experience and to tick all the boxes on that top five list of reasons to go to the movie theater. And if you want to know what they are, listeners, go check out that episode. It's in the archive. Get it. Um, 
I found that AMC was not ticking all of those boxes, and Marcus Theaters okay. was. Okay. I've so, never heard of a Marcus Theater. I was a Regal guy growing up in Memphis. Right, and we don't have Regal out here. Mm. So we've got Marcus Theater chain. They have, like, gourmet restaurant-quality food. Is it related to the Marcus Pizza that I can find at gas stations? I doubt it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they have gourmet-quality gourmet food. They have smaller theaters... <laughs> Which I enjoy. Uh, and I don't mean screen size smaller. I just mean seating wise smaller. Sure. So like they have a theater that seats like 50 people with a normal size screen. Okay. Nice. It's nice. Lots of leg room. Not only reclining leather seats, but heated climbing mm. leather seats. And their ticket prices, a dollar cheaper than AMC. Now, do they offer any sort of, like, membership? They don't. Or, okay. So yeah. instead, I've decided to pay for movies individually rather than the $20 a month with AMC. Like That's a, how much the theater-going experience You're like a neophyte, man. Isn't that crazy? But I just had to tell you. So AMC, listen, I am happy to come back. I'm happy to keep repping it. I still think it's a great service. For someone like you, Jay, who has an AMC dine-in theater nearby. Right. Like, near I think the it's house, a, yeah. I think it's a great deal. Well, that's where we would go regardless. Like, we don't go to many other theaters unless it's, like, Belcourt or a specialty thing. But because we're recording this uh, in the past for releasing in the future, on Tuesday, I went and saw Dr. Sleep. But in reality, (laughs) Jay, I'm going to see Dr. Sleep Ah, Um, at a Marcus Theater. I've already pre-bought my tickets because... That's the experience that I want. Right. Like, I could have absolutely gone to see it at the AMC 100%, and it would have been covered under my my AMC sure. Stubbs member. But we chose, consciously, Haley and I chose to go to the Marcus instead, which is equidistant to our house, maybe a little bit further away. But we were excited about the experience of going there. I was about and to that- say, I mean, that's like, there. there you go. There's... That's a qualitative data right there. You're just giving them context. Now, have you guys, I mean, Marcus, AMC, whatever aside, have you guys seen any theater films lately? Um, I know you've been super busy, so I kind of doubted it, but I wanted to ask anyway. I'm trying to think here. Um, I don't think I've seen anything in the theater recently. Uh, Honestly, Doctor Sleep's probably a good one to reintroduce and reacclimate for it. Yeah, honestly, yeah, we saw no, it on I IMAX I too. I haven't. Oh, you did? Yeah, worth the IMAX or like I also. Mean, it's fun. Honestly, at this point, unless it's the IMAX screen that I had when I was like a kid and it was like half of an atrium wall, then it's the, the like, IMAX. Um, the IMAX nowadays is fine. It's just a little bit bigger. Sure, that's fair. Um. No, we've just been watching a lot of television, Okay, I think. Um, so mainly uh, the couple things that we've been watching. So Watchmen, definitely okay. one of them. Uh, we've also started Castle Rock Season 2. You've told me about this twice because I got gun-shy after the first season. I did not like that first season. And I know that you didn't either. So I the did fact not. that you're telling me to watch Season 2. I will two, say this. I liked the first, like, three episodes yeah. of the first season. Well, when the dude drove off the cliff and, like, decapitated himself – Cool exactly. death. That was but, a cool death. But spoiler alert, guys, when you introduce an alter, uh, alt, like alternative universe into mm-hmm. your story. By the mm-hmm. way, did you ever finish it? I, I 
I got halfway through watching the episodes and then I read what happened okay, in the rest good. of the season. So I'm not so basically it for like you no, then. no, like the the um the Pennywise character, not Pennywise, Bill, but Bill Sarsgaard's yeah, character was the alternate universe version of the black detective or investigator or something. And then then when they were a kid, they got swapped or something like that. Kind of, kind of, and but they basically like. All of a sudden, they're just like, by the way, there are multiple universes. There's a multiverse. Cool. At the end of the series. Like, we know we didn't really set this up, and we there's really no basis for this level of sci-fi in this series. But here you go. It felt just very mishandled. Yeah. Um, I will say, and honestly, and I know... People will be like, well, Stephen King does deal in the metaphysical and he sci-fi does, angles. Yeah. It The first season didn't feel Stephen King to me. Sure. It felt like kind of like shitty B-level horror sci-fi writing. Honestly, for me, here's here's what I thought. I, I just thought it was a mediocre fan film. I agree. I totally agree. I will say this, though. The second season, one hundo feels like Stephen King. Okay. Okay. Like from well, the opening shot. from the opening episode, dude, you're gonna be in. Okay. Like you'll be like, I am in. And there's a got, lot of stuff we gotta catch up on. Like I do I wanna catch up on Watchmen. I wanna watch Creep Show on Shutter now. Creep Show um, is good. I will tell you there's an episode with DJ Qualls. I think it's called The Finger. Okay. That's my favorite episode. Okay. It's I mean, real good. I like you remember DJ, DJ Qualls? Qualls? Oh, of course. The new ki- the new guy? Yeah. Star- he was also in Road Trip. Road Trip. <laughs> That's right. Um, he was DJ also Qual- on that uh, Jim Jeffries uh, show. Oh, yeah. The, what is that show called? I forget. Anyway. Jeffries or something. Yeah. Um, so we watched that. We tried the new series on Netflix called Daybreak. Oh, oh that was like um, What If Zombieland and High School Culture... Sort of like got merged, right? Yes. How is it? it? We love it. Really? Yeah. It's got really middling reviews from people, but I will tell you this. We really enjoy it. And maybe what? it's just because we like that Zombieland style aesthetic. Sure. But it's very like kitschy and it's very comic booky and it's very like over the top, like okay. comedic, but it's fun. Well, the thing I was going to ask, okay, you kind of answered my question, but when I watched the trailer for that, I couldn't figure out what tone they were going for. It's and it it's definitely zombie land okay. is what they're going for. So it's comedy mixed with a little bit of horror. Gotcha. Okay. Like it's Interesting. pretty it's pretty straightforward and it has some surprising amounts of heart in it. Yeah. Interesting. Um but yeah, we really enjoyed that. Um Rick and Morty came back this week. Yeah, well, I, neither of us have seen the, neither of the, us have seen the, it the, as uh, of the, this recording. season four, but we will be watching it today. Um, and then what else we got? Uh, I, I don't think know. Those are the main things that we've been watching. We're gonna start that new Golden Compass show. Oh yeah, we're gonna start that at some the, point. His I've dark heard good materials. Things. Yeah, so have I. It looks pretty good. Uh, but that's it. I haven't really like 
had time to really watch a shit ton of stuff to be well, perfectly we've honest. Well, we've got to open up our, our bandwidths a little bit because we've got Disney Plus coming out and we're I all going to be binging The Mandalorian and Jeff Goldblum explains the universe. And I know, very soon on Tuesday, which by the way, I'm ordering it on Tuesday. Like, I'm starting watching Disney Plus on Tuesday. I think, I think I'm going to pre-order it on Monday and go ahead and get everything set up so we can just start downloading the apps on Tuesday. Well, that's my question too. I was like, can I ask you a question about that? Uh-huh. What the fuck is the benefit of pre-ordering a streaming service that will be available for everyone at the same time? I don't really know. I'm just hoping that it's like it won't – if the site crashes on Tuesday because sure. everyone trying to download it, I will have already been Got through it. the sign-up phase. I will tell you this. Um, the main reason I'm not pre-ordering is because – because I had that same thought about the whole site crashing thing is I want to they're also on launch day they're going to be offering bundle services with Hulu oh. and that and I would rather bundle my subscriptions together for a cheaper price than have them See that's fair. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that though because I get Hulu for free because I use Spotify Premium. Oh yeah, so you're not. So you already get it. So it doesn't matter to you. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. It's just and I don't need ESPN or whatever. No, um, me neither. We don't watch so. sport ball. But is the Jeff Goldblum show on the Nat Geo vertical? It, yes. So I will have to get that. Well, it that's already on Disney Plus. Oh. So Disney Plus will have a Nat Geo section within gotcha. the app. Okay, but it's like the way ESPN that and some of the other things that you have to buy separate. Correct. I okay. believe the way that they're breaking it out is they're going to have a Marvel section. Okay. They're going to have a... Pixar section. They're going to have a Star Wars section and a Nat Geo section. Awesome. Um, and totally fine with that. Your normal, I'm excited. Like, Disney stuff. Yeah, it's going to take be off sick. work on Tuesday. <laughs> yes, do it. Um, there was something else that I was going. Oh, aside from movies, though, I have been. And speaking of Rick and Morty, that was kind of my segue. I have been playing. As you know, I have a VR. Right, right. I have been playing Trover Saves the Universe. I watched a trailer for this. Please tell and me all about it. It's amazingly really? hilarious. Yes. It is like living inside. Because I, I, I don't know if I told you, but I got at one point I had the Rick and Morty VR I remember, game. and you didn't love it. I didn't love it. I thought it felt very clunky. Like, it wasn't... I don't know. I guess I was expecting more of a, like, a wide location spanning adventure through Rick and Morty. And it just didn't feel as detailed as I wanted it to. Trover saves the universe basically fixes all of that. Uh, (laughs) It's awesome. It's like a standard platformer, but you're playing from within the platformer. So you're controlling the guy and you are also a character inside the game. So it's very funny um, it's very irreverent. It is very curse laden. Sweet. Um, and it's basically Justin Roiland doing all of the voices for That's every what character. it sounded like from the trailer. It sounded like it, <laughs> it was is. just all of him. Like Trover, to be honest, is just Morty. Like yeah. he's just doing Morty. And then Trover's boss is basically Rick. Now I will say this, friend of mine, Tony, gave a theory which I find very interesting if you buy into the conspiracy theory television show kind of stuff. His theory is that it's going to be revealed 
that Trover is just another universe's Morty. <laughs> That'd be funny. It's a he's a Morty in the other multiverses. That's funny. That's just what his Morty looks like, and it's called Trover. And it's called Trover, and he doesn't have a Rick. That's funny. I see, and I wish I could play that game. I can't because I don't have VR. You'll have to come up here and play it. I will. I'll do that. I'll make that happen. So hey, man, we're uh, we're reaching that time. We have discussed lots of things. We've discussed each other. We've, we've touched talked, each other. We, we, yes, we've been we've just been loving on each other, uh, basking in our. Um, being back together and being yes. in in our our high five ness and our nakedness and yes of course um so it's time that we listness oh listness this is our very special list that we told you about at the beginning ooh we're bringing it back around is this where we do the list? this is where we make a list the list list all right so jay you and I talked, and for this list, we're going to do something a little bit different. Oh, yeah. We're going to go full-on navel-gazing, and we are going to <laughs> list our top five episodes of High Five Podcast. It's amazing. Meta. We getting meta. We getting meta. So I want to throw one out just right off, right off the top. Okay. It's one of my favorites. We've gone back to it many times. You and I have discussed it, and I... I'm sure some of our newer listeners, unless you've gone through our entire catalog, have probably not listened to it, but it's one of my favorites. I want to throw it out there. It is our found footage episode. Oh, that one was really good. Um, so that's one that I would like to uh, put put forth. Okay, here let me uh, let me pull up my my notes document so we okay. can. Uh... So I can and I'll give I'll uh, I'm going to pull up our list and I'll give people episode numbers so they oh, can yes, go back. Oh yes, please and, do cuz that would be that's going to be helpful. Um, um so the found footage one is one of my favorites. It's one of the first time that we did um kind of a concept intro, if you will. I remember that one. That one was really fun though because we I mean, not only do we both like found footage a whole lot, the whole episode was done sort of in theme. It was done in theme. Agreed. And it was one of our very first um, – it was one of our first attempts at doing that kind of thing. So that is episode 32. Oh, wow. That was way back there. That was way back at the beginning. Uh, and it's called – the episode title was Case Designate 118.08. Look what we found. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, well, okay. So since you threw one out, I'm, I don't know the, the episode number. So Q, I'm going to have to have you track yeah. this down for me, yeah, you just but there me. was one that, that we did. Um, and it was around, ep uh, movies that take place in the malls. Ah, and okay. I think it was called let's go to the mall. Yeah, and it I was remember episode, episode 25, 25. Wow. That's way back there. Episode 25, let's go to the mall. Actually, you know what? Here, let's do something fun. Since we've got a little bit of time, let's. I'm going to read. Not only are we going to put forth, but I'll read you the title. I'll give you the number, and I'll read you, Jay, the wonderful little episode descriptions that you've made. <laughs> go for it. All right, so kicking back here for episode 32, case designate 118.08, colon, look at what we found. All right, so the little synopsis for that episode. 12.36 a.m. The following audio was stitched together after the disappearance of two podcast hosts. 
referred to here as Q&J, from Redacted. The contents of this audio lead the government entities involved to believe it is a historical record of the top five found footage movies of all time, with the help of International Redacted. (laughs) From the woods surrounding Burkittsville, Maryland, to the horrors of the Amazon, to the national travesty in New York City, no great found footage film escapes discussion with the shared number one of Redacted. (laughs) When the horrors get too deep, we've changed audio frequencies to investigate related second favorite audio tapes as to not overwhelm whomever may come across these recordings. Even the playful interlude of the found libbage game, consisting of redacted, can't (laughs) mute the deep psychological depths of redacted. Listen at your own risk, but if you must listen, learn something along the way, lest you succumb to the same fate. These files have been leaked by redacted in the interest of public safety. I remember I remember that one. I like that's, that one quite that's a bit. That's solid. That is a solid synopsis blurb. Guys, and if you ne- if you don't take the time to read our blurbs, please do. Jay handcrafts each blurb <laughs> for <laughs> every episode and they are beautiful as you'll learn right now. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate I appreciate that compliment. So for the let's go to the mall episode, uh, episode 25. That is, it's time to dust off those van sneakers and join J&Q at the food court, Sabaro, next to the Sunglasses Hut for the greatest Black Friday comedy movie podcast you'll hear today. We're counting down the top five movies based in and around malls for a totally tubular episode, the likes of which Tower Records can't even compete with. (laughs) There might even be a high five Yahtzee in the works. We aren't talking about... When we aren't talking about flamethrowers, bad security guards, and killer robots, we learn how much some Hollywood actors make and decide who gets paid too much and hear from some new second favorite sponsors as they play over the mall's intercom system. (laughs) Do the guys successfully crash the special game show being filmed or just drink with the off-duty mall Santas? It's an adventure for sure. Won't you join us? (laughs) Yeah, I like that one. That's quality shit, man. I do have another one, though, that comes to mind pretty quickly when okay. we talk about past episodes that we really liked. Uh, okay. If you want me to give you another I suggestion. I do, please. Um, and this one, I actually did find the number. It's episode 80, and it's our Spoiled Rotten on Fifty Shades Freed. Uh, that is absolutely one of my favorites as well. That's, like, high up on the list for me. I 100% agreed. Uh, Fifty Shades freed uh that was you and i's first experience with a 50 shades movie ever it which was which made the review even better because we had no context for what happened in the previous episode or previous movies so we just had to sort of piece it together i 100 percent agree and uh we did a great job i think uh, so so that one hold on let me give you a, oh this is good uh all right here we go Here's your description from that. This is like a fun little flashback. I like this. this. Is, it's like we're going back in time. Uh, what do you do when you have press screener passes for a movie you know is bad and only 30 minutes left on your podcast recorder? We'll tell you what you do. You fucking go see Fifty Shades Freed, and then you walk <laughs> to the parking lot and record yourselves ripping it apart until the battery runs out. First, some context. Not only did we know Fifty Shades Freed would be bad, but we also had no context since neither Q nor J had seen either of the first two installments or watched any trailers. Did that matter? No, it did not. (laughs) We could tell you about the lazy screenwriting or possibly talk about how bad Jamie Dornan's acting is, but we talk about all that on the episode. Why would we spoil that for you now? We aren't the the screenwriters for Fifty Shades Freed. We know how to build tension. (laughs) 
get ready because we'll be spoiling the whole movie for you as soon as you press play. We're topping from the bottom all over this crap shoot. <laughs> Hashtag Mark Wahlberg is E.L. James. <laughs> I have no idea what some of these hashtags were that we had. So it makes it even funnier because I don't know what the context of Mar- hashtag Mark Wahlberg is E.L. James. <laughs> I don't I don't either. But I want to know. I'm going to have to go back and listen. But I want to know. Um, all right. So another one of my favorites. Um, this is a much more recent episode. Um, but one of my favorites as far as just concept and I think maybe some of the best uh, improv you and I have ever done uh-huh. is our Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Oh, that's from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I like that one. That one's I personally, um, I personally think it is one of the best, like, back and forth improvs that you and I have ever had. That's Are You Still Afraid of the Dark is the name. Episode 145, Are You Still Afraid of the Dark? Uh, For that one, sorry. Actually, yeah, I remember that one. I mean, that one, it's, it was easy to remember because it was very recent, but I do like that one a lot. Um, what else you got? What else do you suggest? My, the other one for me is I kind of want to put our episode 100 on there. You know, we got to 100 episodes episode? with the one with Jason Marsden. Um, we had some fun conversations. There was a fun back and forth on that one. I don't know. It was just kind of a, like, a, like an event episode. So that one was fun. It is an event episode, and it is where we lifted our audio for our the list. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, I will say it's funny, but here's here's the thing, man. I don't think it's one of our best conversations. Though. Yeah, that's what about problem. the problem? What about the one more recently that we? I rem, I mean, again, it's more recent, but I remember very much enjoying our DC Extended Universe. I did con- like that one, but can I? I will say this. Um, I really liked our Justice League Spoiled Rotten. Oh, that one was really fun. That was the first time that we did a Spoiled Rotten, I think. Yeah. Um, Because it was an accident. Because you had seen Justice League and I hadn't and you just needed to tell me about it. And so that was episode 71. Spoiled Rotten Justice League. Uh, (laughs) And this... This sets it up right here. This is so amazing. You ready for this? Yeah. Sometimes movies suck. <laughs> Sometimes movies suck so bad that you can that you create an entirely new type of episode of your podcast about how much they suck. <laughs> Justice League sucks that second kind of suck. <laughs> From the conversation started in last week's episode, Q and J sit down to talk plot details, holes, and spoilers about the most recent Zack Snyder disappointment. Given that Q has seen it and J has not. The truths will be revealed, tears will be spilled, and no one in a thousand miles will be surprised how poorly Justice League did in theaters. <laughs> it's a no-holds-barred, knock-down, drag-out, super team-up in which one side, Q and J, joins together against all odds to battle an unspeakable evil, Henry Cavill's uncanny lip. <laughs> <laughs> We're that warning you one last time, this episode is full of spoilers, hence the title. You should totally listen to it. I... Oh yeah, I like I like that one. Um, that's I think some that's, quality. We, are there any more that like main like jump out at you big and strong? Because that's five. We've got five. I'm trying to think because I can replace the "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" That is so recent. I should probably not do something that recent. We want people to go back and listen to our back catalog. Um, let me uh, 
Let me. I mean, we had a good discussion on 80s comedies. I remember that. We did. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um. Oh, my God. I loved our My Little Pony. Oh, that one was fun. Um, Halloween episodes. Um, you know what episode I also really liked that was strange? Our David Lynch episode. Oh, well, that one was that one was fun and weird because we made it fun and weird because it was David Lynch. You're right. So that whole one has like a faux audience through the entire episode. <laughs> and babies. And babies There's, like, crying. Baby crying. Uh, that one was good. Um, our pirate booty episode is good. Oh, the one where we rip apart Akiva Goldsman the whole time. The Akiva oh, the Wonder Poop. That was a good one. Let's put Akiva Goldman on that one. Okay, so should I replace Are You Afraid of the Dark yeah, with, Akiva with Akiva the Akiva. Wonder Poop? Yep. Uh, hold on. I got to find the Akiva so I can read. It, it's episode 57. Okay, episode 57. Akiva the Wonder Poop. All right, we I'm going to read them. us the... Yeah, here we go. I forgot about that. In every lifetime, a plague trek. Uh, blah blah blah. In every lifetime, a plague attacks our society. The plague of our life, Hollywood lifetimes, name is Akiva Goldman. <laughs> here on High Five, the podcast, we love to love movies, but there seems to be an individual that always wants to stand in the way of our enjoyment by making movies so bad that they make us question whether or not we actually like movies. <laughs> After J&Q's recent viewing of The Dark Tower, we could no longer stay silent on this walking travesty and put together lists of the top five worst Akiva Goldsman movies. Why does Ron Howard keep hiring Akiva Goldsman to write his movies? <laughs> what hope do we humans with eyeballs have to sidestep the nonsensical garbage that Akiva writes when he <laughs> seems to be involved in everything that hits the silver screen? It's a tough reality, but your hosts will help you navigate things. When they tire of talking about bad movies, Q and J play the always popular game <laughs> Food Poisoning or Akiva Goldman Review. Spoiler alert, one of the hosts is much better at it than the other. We'll get back to talking about good movies next week, but we can no longer stay silent. You know what they say, for Akiva Goldsman to win, all it takes is good, podca good podcasters to stay silent. Oh, yep. I, I like that one. All right, so read us our list, Jay. All right. So uh, as we have it now, and you can we can move things around, but as we okay. have it, we have number five, Spoiled Rut in the Justice League. Yep. We have number four, Akiva the Wonder Poop. We have number three, Let's Go to the Mall. Yep. We have number two, Spoiled Rotten, Fifty Shades Freed. And we have number one, the found footage episode. I kind of like that. Uh, the thing is, I was kind of organizing them as we were saying them, because when you and I talk about past episodes, I don't think the found footage episode has not come up. So that has to be number one. I think in our souls, we both inherently like that one the best. I agree. And then the 50 shades freed is like one of our most popular episodes. Yep. And I love it and you love it and the listeners love it. So that has to be number two for sure. Let's go to the mall was just such a fun concept. And we it talked about fun. chopping mall a whole lot in Definitely. that episode. And anytime so you can talk chopping mall is a good, it's a good, good day. Uh, and then Akiva uh, at number four, and then the Justice League at number five. We were just getting our rhythms with the Justice League spoiled rotten, but we had a lot of fun with it. I love that. I yeah. think that that's a great 
intro for new listeners as well. That gives you, know you a what smattering. I may do too is I may actually make a post on our site, sort of like a Gates of Haley or a Corey yes, Corner, please. but listing out these five as sort of a intro to high five. Hey, if you don't know where to start, if you're new to the show, these are the five that you should listen to to really get indoctrinated. And it, then it listen to episode 148, high-fiving ourselves. Oh, yes, because we, because we love self-love. the episode where you listen. But, man, I'm excited about next week when we talk about Rebequals. Same. Super I think same. that is ripe for conversation super duper same all right well let's get out of here man i, I need love to it go self-love Zemeca! We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E T-H-E P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at high the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Scented taint sweat? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.